Welcome to the Arlington Street Church podcast. Founded in 1729, Arlington Street continues today as a gathering place for progressive people of faith in the greater Boston area and beyond. We are located at the corner of Arlington and Boylston Streets, across from the Public Garden in Boston, Massachusetts. Please visit ASCBoston.org for more information about this historic Unitarian Universalist congregation. Arlington Street Church, gathered in love and service for justice and peace. When I told my sister Kathy I was invited to deliver a sermon to the Arlington Street Church, she said, watch out for lightning. So I am, carefully, looking and watching. You see, I don't exactly have a great track record around organized religion or organized institutions in general. In the fourth grade, I was escorted to Holy Trinity Church to have the devil exercised. I attended a Catholic elementary school in Lawrence, Massachusetts, run by Franciscan nuns. One afternoon, Karen and I ran through the halls of the school and screamed. I don't know why. Maybe to hear our voices in the halls and with cement stairs or to release pent-up energy or because it was fun. We were expelled that day from school, told to stay in the church until the devil left us. It was rare to be in an empty church. Left alone, we really took in the icons and statues and, well, giggled. We tried to suppress our laughter, and you know how that works. Eventually, we laughed out loud, really loud. The exorcism didn't work, or did it? In the fifth grade, I was kicked out of Girl Scouts for the same reason. Yep, giggling. Yes, with Karen. Too much laughing. We just couldn't help ourselves. By high school, Bible stories, the Eucharist, and my favorite, stories of the saints dissolved. Flew from my teenage soul. Done. So why am I here? At this pulpit, in this church, in this time, And more importantly, what words do I have to share and share in the form of a sermon, or in my case, in the form of a non-sermon? I am here at the Arlington Street Church because when the pandemic hit, I felt inner chaos. I did what Mr. Rogers told us to do, look for helpers. You will always find people who are helping, he said. I sought intelligence, leaders, committed to justice, people who knew the ropes, ready to fight for the cause, ready to, as John Lewis said, get into good trouble, necessary trouble, make good trouble. My dear friend Julie, who attends the church, suggested I attend a service. Through COVID days and quarantine, I Zoomed sermons on Sundays, attended poetry classes on Mondays, wrote with a group on Thursdays. Poetry class became a beloved sanctuary, a time to share rich literature and knowledge. Writing classes turned into facilitation over 14 months now and counting. In our little Zoom rectangles, I found compassion, warmth, similar stories, a belief in poetry and writing that heals, I felt held. This is how I came to be here today, and now, what is there to say? Here's my story. 2016, August 13, 
My husband, Roberto Cassan, traveled to visit his family home in northern Italy, to Fana and Tramonti, small villages in the north. Roberto was an international professional accordionist. That week he biked, composed music, ate a delicious meal in Venice. He drank the sacred, crisp white wine of the region of Friuli Tokai. On August 15th, he celebrated the Feast of the Madonna with family and friends. August 22. Roberto planned to meet his mother for a cafe at the bar. He rode his bike through the small village of Tramonti di Sotto. As he rounded the corner in front of the small white church, he had a cardiac arrest. He died instantly in front of the small white church. Directly behind the church is the cemetery where his father and ancestors are buried. August 23, friends scurry to deliver my daughter and me to the airport. As each person entered my home, I remember this. I said their first name to ground me. I looked directly into their eyes. I asked for answers. What happened? Why did this happen? Everyone said, this is not fair. This does not make sense. There are no words. My daughter and I leave for Italy with a sister and a niece. I find it's always best to travel with a psychiatric nurse sister and an extremely well-organized niece. August 24, we arrive at a celebration organized by the Italian nieces and nephews. The rooftop of Roberto's family home is covered with lit candles. We drink wine and blast one of Roberto's favorites, long as I can see the light by Credence Clearwater. Put a candle in the window, cause I feel I'm gonna move. Though I'm going, going, I'll be coming home soon, long as I can see the light. Non è giusto, questo non ha senso, non ci sono parole. August 27, the funeral, a procession to the church, the streets of Fana aligned with all who knew Roberto. At first, I walk intently, step in front of step, eyes to the ground, and then consciously, I decide to look up, Look into the eyes of those in the village. I thought, this is not all mine to hold. It simply can't be all mine to hold. Hold us. The funeral was solemn, Italian benedictions. My daughter had a fever. We held each other lightly, eyes to the earth again. I stared at the ancient mosaics on the floor of the pink church in Fana. And then, a single note from an accordion a purity of sound I had not heard before. Romano Tedesco, Roberto's lifelong friend, played Ave Maria. My eyes lifted. I must look. I must see. Be with the living for a moment. Hold me. Roberto rests in the serene mountains of Tramonti di Sotto, near his father, grandparents, and ancestors. September, we stumble home. November, a grand memorial service is organized on this land. Musicians sing and play Roberto's music, food, lots of food, our red and white house wines, large photos of Roberto playing accordion, hundreds of friends and family. We grieve. We lost a musician, a father, 
husband, son, brother, uncle, a kind soul, we were held. Days, months, years of tears, attempts to scrape myself off the floor in front of Roberto's shrine looking for answers. From my mother-in-law, Caraggio, Trisha Caraggio. From my sister-in-law, do not search for a why, there is no why. From Samuel Beckett, where I am, I don't know. I'll never know. In the silence, you don't know. You must go on. I can't go on. I'll go on. In 2017, I meet with a shaman from Ecuador. He said, birds are messengers from the dead. Look to the birds, take them in. I wrote a poem in 2017 questioning everything. The title, This is Not a Mary Oliver Poem. I wrote, it would be oh so wise and prudent and mostly well helpful to take it all in, believe in the bomb, believe in the magnificence, absorb the lessons from the natural world, but a whole and a heart can be grand. It could supersede the silence of a marsh, mock the robin who knows me, query the egret who flashes its wing to offer a hint of white hope. And you know, this is not a Mary Oliver poem. So the jury is out. Birds may or may not be messengers from the dead. And then, more loss, the godmother of our daughter, my soulmate Jean, passed from cancer soon after. Jean was the bravest cowgirl of all cowgirls. By the grace of her gods, she secured death with dignity pills to be free of pain to sleep. As she turned the corner to the room to die, Jean looked me straight into my crying eyes and said, Buck it up, Trisha. I have to buck it up, and so do you. And then two months later, my godmother, my advisor, my guide passed in her sleep. They called her Sugar because she was so sweet. My bookends, my mentors, my rocks, my anchors. Lost. But this is not meant to be a sermon about tragic stories. We all have our stories, our catastrophes. As, Rev as Reverend Kim says, what doesn't kill you, doesn't kill you. In writing this, Kim asked me questions. You've been to hell. How do you make heaven on earth? How do we make our way back? What is essential, what is invisible to the eyes? What do we make of this uninvited guest, this grief, this club that nobody wants to join? This would be a perfect moment to talk about silver linings, wouldn't it? Package it all up nicely in a sermon. Report that internally I found great solace and peace. I am healed. I can't say that. I can say this. I believe in the love that hold, held me. I believe in love that holds me. The list is long. You know who you are. Visits from cake, friends with cake, plane points transferred to send us to Italy and back. Thank you, Julie. A marsh and home in Essex with friends who saved me, daily swims in backyard pools, contributions to my daughter's education, dinners and food to comfort us. 
and this wild gift. Eyes that were willing to meet my grieving eyes. Sit quietly near me while I wept. A willingness to meet me on grief's edge. Holy surrendered love, love, and more love. And this year, through this unpredictable, thorny pandemic, this new community, kind faces in Zoom boxes, poetry that hits the soul, exquisite writing from our writing group born from trust, a delivery just today of Italian music from a dear friend, a community who believes we are all in it together, and we will figure it out. On June 6th, I held a celebration our daughter's graduation from the university. There we were. Same friends, new friends, family, food, wine, belly dancing, Roberto's Italian band, American bands, making our way back, re-entering the tribe, conjuring up Roberto in our hearts again. He was there. It will be five years this August since Roberto passed. Days shift and move. For comfort, I visit the sea. I ask it to blanket me, to reabsorb my salty tears. I announce to the sea, for God's sakes, you take up 71% of the Earth's surface. I think you can handle this. I flail, curse the universe, and then, occasionally, I hear this. Trisha, quiet, look. To have had your soul so deeply touched, to know the depths of love, to be held, lucky you, quiet. And now for our benediction, I invite you to put your hands over your heart and namaste. I bow to the divine in you. Our benediction is from Indian playwright and poet Kalidasa's The Exhortation to the Dawn. Look to this day, for it is life, the very life of life. In its brief course lie all the verities and realities of our existence. For yesterday is but a dream, and tomorrow but a vision. Let us look well, therefore, to this day. Let us keep this faith and carry it on. The service begins when the service ends. Amen. Where you go, where you go, I will go, beloved. Where you go, I will go. Where you go, I will go, beloved. Where you go, I will go.
please visit ASCBoston.org for more information about this historic Unitarian Universalist congregation. Arlington Street Church, gathered in love and service for justice and peace.